right, you bunch of yahoos. Strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. Anyone that hits 50 years and above, they're, they're automatically classified as that senior citizen. So it's kind of like going, now that you've got a decade of uh, being this senior citizen underneath your belt there, um, first off, how does it feel? How has your body held up? And, uh, you know, give give, give some people, some of these listeners an insight as to what it is to be a senior citizen. Look at Dan, act like he don't know. <laughs> well, no, I'm looking, I'm looking for verification. That's all. I, I already know what's falling apart on me. So. Anybody, anybody that's been through what you guys been through, plus pro wrestling, I, I, my hat's off to you because I know how my body feels. And I just turned 60. I feel like a 95-year-old man. And all I'm getting lately, oh, to stay fake this and fake that. And all I'm getting lately is fake body parts here. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, 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 Brian, just, just so you know, I mean, I got a face Don, next time. Yeah, you've, you've heard her. Uh, Don's heard me say this on a couple different podcasts when we're talking with uh, professional wrestlers. I, I always carry. Uh, Two, two, only two belts with me. I always bring the NWA professional title belt with me, and then I bring one of my UFC title belts. Everyone, they all, they all know what the what the UFC stands for, stuff like that, because of, of the popularity. Then they see NWA, and like going, well, what what's NWA wrestling? I go, it's just like what you see on television. And they're like going, but they'll say, oh, you mean the fake stuff? I go, well, I go, I go, you you know what this belt over here is all about? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, I go, why is it then I've been hurt far worse? in this industry than I have been in this industry. And I go, they're like, really? And I go, yeah, I go. And, uh, you know, I'll go into a little bit more of the story at that point in time. But but the reality is, and you know this, taking those abundance of bumps, that's one aspect of, of the career, but putting your body into somebody else's hands and praying that they do the right thing on your behalf. Yeah, so. and and one of the stupidest things me and Sag ever started it was it was uh, the street fight matches back in the day they weren't hardcore, and you're talking about when they weren't, you know, gimmicking the tables. We were getting hit by trash cans that were cast iron and and you know stuff that you shouldn't be using. We were using, and that definitely put a toll on my body. That that definitely did. But then again, when we got trained, they told us to go to school. And at the time, George Animal Steel is the one we were bugging, and he sent us to Vern Gagne's camp, which was trained by Brad Reagans. So for three months, we never saw a wrestling ring. It was all Olympic mats, and Brad was training us like we were Olympic wrestlers. And I was like going three months in no ring alone. I didn't sign up for this. I'm getting tortured over here, you know? So, <laughs> but a lot of good people up in Minnesota and, and Brad actually taught me right. And uh, Don knows Brad very well. I know you do too, but yeah, Brad's the real deal. Nobody can mess around with Brad. He has a bronze medal for, you know, in 76 Olympics. And then they boycotted the 80 Olympics, but in 1979, he beat the Russian for the gold in the world game. So, yeah, you know, and any, and any, uh, 10 times tougher and, than the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> it is the world hey. world championships ten times tougher than the Olympics because you know you've got twenty guys coming out of Russia, you know, and oh, we're at, oh, in the yes. Olympics. The Olympics, you only have one guy from Russia, you know. Right, right. So, but you guys been through all that. So the way we got trained, we got trained both because Brad was uh, definitely uh, strict on you know the training 
and getting in shape and all that. And, you know, we turned out the way we did. Plus, we were crazy guys, barroom fighters from Pennsylvania. So that that helped, too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, you, 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 uh, when you talk about that, because I, I went through some training with with uh, Al Snow uh, originally, uh, a gentleman by the name of Denny Castle, who was introduced to me. I pursued it very, very aggressively, um, uh, even to the point that uh, I, I ended up buying up my like four ring posts off of Al. And basically, I, I was there with my clipboard tape measure. And I basically just took all the measurements off of the ring he had there. Within a week, I had my own ring built because whatever they was teaching, I was emulating back at my training facility here in Coldwater, and then, uh, and then I'm just looking for for more and more. I need more because I, I was kind of in between a rock and a hard place, and I needed to I needed to make some money. And, but then then they, putting all this work is like that. I still remember that first that first payday. I got fifteen bucks. I'm going, oh my god! I just did all this, invested all this time effort. I made fifteen bucks. I'm like going. I spent more in gas money <laughs> than we, I did. We, we were the Florida tag team champs, and we got paid twenty. So, <laughs> <laughs> spread, spread, spread it around, there, fellas. Spread it around. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then when you wrestle for uh, Jeff Jarrett's dad, Jerry, and and uh, you know Jerry the King Lawler, you know. Every uh, Wednesday was Evansville, and, you know, that was $50. You wouldn't get any more, no less, no matter what the crowd is. But, uh, you know, the best, the best town was that Monday night in Memphis. That we did the, the TVs, but it worked every day, and it actually taught you the business, you know, because you were wrestling every day, and you're learning. Every day you're learning, and that's what you need when you're, you know, a younger wrestler is – the more times you get out there amongst the fans and do your thing, hey, that makes you better. And, you know, it, it, it definitely – we picked the right choice by picking the right school. And uh, we got trained. It was Vern Gagne's camp. And, and Brad, you know, he trained you the right way. And I, I still call him up. He's still my coach. And then it's so funny because when I talk to the Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik goes, I'm the coach of your coach because – you know, Iron Sheik helped Brad back in the day, back in, you know, when they were in Minnesota together. You know what I mean? So it's all oh, nice. funny. It's a big, a big family. You know how it is. Well, I mean, well, I mean I, Iron Sheik also came from a legitimate amateur wrestling background there as well. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, well, that's what I, I do with my guys here. They 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 don't start off in a ring at all. They, uh, they start off inside of a, uh, a, a wrestling match. They actually have to earn the right to actually go into that ring and uh they'll they'll practice all their bump and stuff like that on mats and they'll they'll, they'll practice you know doing body slams and things of that nature on crash pads i mean a lot, a lot more forgiving than what the mats are but then after they, they've done that they have to pass so many blue mat matches uh before they can uh you know jump or i should say they graduate to the actual ring because running ropes taking turnbuckles I mean, that's a whole lot easier, I think, on the body than knowing how to wrestle. And that's what the marquee says. The marquee still says professional wrestling. Give us a little bit of wrestling there every now and then. Not all this flex, 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 and talk, talk, talk. Well, me, me and Sags were the first ones, you know, after we went down to Tennessee. We had the spandex on and the, the wrestling tights and Waller said, you, you guys call yourself the nasty boys, but you don't look like it. You should be more street and this and that. And first thing me and Sag thought was, 
getting sweatshirts and covering our bodies up because we didn't have that great body. We, we had big arms, but the rest of our bodies didn't look that great. We were just barroom fighters from Pennsylvania, you know? <laughs> and our good friend was Matt Millen back in the day. And, uh, you know- Hey, this is this gonna be a long story? Yeah, four, hey, four Super Bowl rings, brother. <laughs> and he was our reference. He's the one that talked to Brad and, and, and got us into, you know- Matt Millen, the football player? Yeah. Well, he yeah. played for San Francisco, didn't he? He played for San Francisco. He played for Oakland, and he played for LA Raiders. He won oh. two with the Raiders, one with the two with the Raiders, one with San Francisco, one with Washington. What's you he, what, he, what's he, he doing hanging out? Is he doing hanging out with somebody like you? Well, the thing <laughs> was, uh, he was he was neighborhood, and my dad and and Sag's dad knew him very well, and we were getting in a lot of trouble when we got back back home after I was out of the army and Sag was out of college, uh, and we were getting in a lot of trouble. So he he our parents had him call us down and said, "Hey, you guys are going to be going to jail if you don't straighten up." And they said, Nas, why don't you try that pro wrestling? And we went, ah, oh, that's that's a good idea. So me and Sag bugged George the Animal. And he had uh, Jimmy Schnooka and Paul Orndorff and Bob Orton Jr. to, to stretch us, but we were working. So I said, I'm sorry, Mr. Steele, but we can't make it over there. And he said, well, if you're really serious, you'll go to Vern Gagne's camp. That'll either make you or break you. And he wasn't lying. And we lived on the bottom of Brad Reagan's. And Don knows, you know, the bottom of Brad's house. Yeah. So our car broke down. There was no way we were getting out of there anyway. So we started with 22 <laughs> people, and me and Sag are the only ones that wound up to be, you know, to stay. And it, it was worth it. And I, I loved every minute of it, and I still do. I'm retired now, but all the fans coming up to you and saying, hey, I remember you when, and this and that, and, then, and teaching their kids about us. We did something right in the wrestling business because the fans, I appreciate all the fans coming up and, 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 you know, coming up with singing and things. And it really, it really makes you humble in the heart, you know, and I went through all these health problems the last four years and everybody's been on my side and all the, the thoughts and prayers from all the fans. And I thank you very much, man. It, it, the, the fans of pro wrestling are the best. That's all I can say. You know, yeah. they stick behind you. Yep. They sure do. Hey, how about the best damn sports show? That was when funny. We came yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. I waterboarded the guy. Yeah. We tortured that poor reporter. <laughs> he did not like it. So what kind of yeah. health problems you got besides the ovarian cancer? Oh, you're such an idiot, Don. Why? You, <laughs> you, you, you'll never change. No, just, it's just all stuff. Get, besides the injuries from the pro wrestling ring, just regular stuff you know like everybody else has when you get older you gotta watch your weight your, your, you gotta watch everything so you know get, get getting old isn't for sissies that's for sure yeah. you know yeah. you gotta just handle it and stay positive and keep going man you know willie nelson's a good friend of mine he said you slow down you go down so you gotta just keep on rolling he's rolling yeah. at 90 i'm 60 i can just keep on rolling too well, I, I, I want to instead of going fast for I want I want back for a second. You may have covered this already, but would you you and Skaggs? I mean, did you guys already go into this knowing that you want to be a tag team, or did you where did you meet? Where did you meet each other at? Like just just uh, we, you know. we 
I know SAG since we're 10. We played Little League Baseball together. So we grew up together. We're high school. We're middle school. We're Little League, you know. Uh, so I've known him for 50 years. So wow, uh, he's been that close of a friend. Yeah, he's been that close of a friend of mine. And uh, no, we didn't think we would get in this tag team because usually they put a veteran with a young guy. But for some reason, they stuck us together. And we both did. Like, I was in the army. Nobody wanted to be with you. That's why. Well, he, he, he took all to see in college. So we wanted to go with this name, the mercenaries. And then uh, Donna Ganya went out with us one night, Greg Ganya's daughter, and said, you guys want to call yourselves the, the mercenaries, but the way you guys acted last night, he's acted like a bunch of nasty boys. And me and Sag went, well, that sounds like a good name. And yeah. that's how the nasty boys were born. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. That's yeah. great. I mean, that, that, that was, it made sense. Made sense. You see how my hey, you see how my head's in front of see I, I always block out sags. See? Yeah, so I noticed just, that. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that, you weenie. <laughs> sags is there. He's just <laughs> Hey, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. No, we ain't done yet. Are you quitting? No, but I see Don's look. You you look like you're ready for a, like a, a, a foot massage or something. The way you're leaning back there with your cigar <laughs> out of your mouth. <laughs> well, come on over here and give me a foot massage, <laughs> I would say, hey, last it's been a while since I seen you. I think yeah. one of the autograph sessions, yeah. And, yeah. And, and Dan, Don's always been a good friend of mine. Oh man, we're talking almost twenty yeah. years now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm sorry about that. I mean, it's uh, you, I do think that you could get better people to hang out with her. You know. Fuck's sake, look well, at and it. I, and I met you, and you always had such respect for me and Sags every time we met each other. And you always been a first class uh, guy, well, first class gentleman. And and thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, no, I see. I, I, I said your show, not Don's show. Oh well, I see. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I didn't want you on. He, he forced me to have you on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that fucking animal. That is an animal. Uh, no, again, it's just a lot. Lot. I mean, I in the last, especially in the last couple of years, yeah, you know, the world has changed so much in this last couple of years, right there. I'll do this. All this COVID. Uh, crap that's been, been, been taking place where people are not gathering in, in the, the groups that they have, but it's uh, it's the the electronics, all the laptops, all the cell phones. Yeah, then, then, they, then they have that Brian Knobs lookalike on the Bud Light can. You know, it's it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ooh, I, I'm sensing I'm, I'm sensing a match coming down the road here right now. I, I think we we should we need to get a match here right now. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, 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 I am retired. I'm telling you. After it was so funny at uh, Rick's 70th birthday, which is about four years ago. Sags was talking to Jeff Hardy, and they get Big Ed come up and they came over and they said. Yeah, I was talking to Jeff, and it'd be us against the Hardy Boys. This and that, and I, and I looked at Sag. I went, "Are you crazy?" I mean, you guys. I said you must really be on something good because there ain't no way I'm getting back in the ring. I can't walk right now, you know. Let alone get in and have a good match. And I'm not going to go in and have a good match. Yeah, uh, I, I I get it. I mean, it's it's it's, it's better just to simply say, "Been there, done that," and just uh, move on in life, you know. Yeah. 
which I mean, what what do you preoccupy yourself with uh, today? I mean, what is uh what's what's the day in the life of now for you, Brian? Well, uh, just uh, actually out there signing up grass, trying to get back to working out again. That's that's a big one because you got to work out no matter what anybody says. And I was never big on that, but uh, definitely, you know, you got to have something, uh, you know, keeping the the blood flowing in your in your in your veins and and keep on going with the smile on your face and and you try to stay positive because negativity don't bring anybody nowhere it just brings you down so wow. you gotta stay positive and say hey what's what's next what's the next thing you know uh, I can do and I do a lot of charity work for different organizations and I like doing that so you know it's a it's a good thing I mean it, it's uh, very positive you know uh, when you're you know, get put in a uh, spotlight like that. And then over all the years, you did something right because people still remember you no matter where you are. That makes me feel special. But I always have to, I always have to give back. And I learned that from a lot of good people. Uh, Hulk Hogan was another one. He's one of my best friends. And he always tells me, stay positive. Always do something for other people. Always, always be willing to give that extra mile and, and, and say thank you to everybody, you know? So... Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm most, doing these days. Yeah, well, again, that's again, those are some most common uh, basic characteristics that that kind of been lost these last few years when be, people are being isolated. They don't know how to interact with people. They don't know how to be uh, nice to each other. They're you know they're basically tearing each other apart behind the the safety net of a laptop. You know, so yeah, it's uh, well, you know what? It's it, it's crazy. Uh, we're old school. You know, we are and. Like me just getting on this uh, 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 this uh, Zoom and that I was making sure we got it right because I don't know the first thing about these these phones. I've, every time I get a new one, it takes me three years to find out how to work it. And then and you need a new one. Then, you yeah, know, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Nobody saying, goes don't... out to just play football or baseball and just go crazy anymore because we never used to be on, you know, now it's all about the phones and, you know, yes. that's, that's, that's the way well, life's changed. Brian, when's the last time that you've heard any young people talk about the uh, Presidential Physical Fitness Award? No, nobody. That, nobody that was something that, I mean, it, it, I'll bet it's been at least a couple decades since that flattened yeah. topic. It, 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 yeah, there Brian, used to Brian's be a cool dozen, thing. Brian's got a dozen of those laying around his house. <laughs> But it's, 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 it's that, but that, I just say that's all part of that. Go, go ahead, Brian. Uh, no, I got to go. I, I was going to tell Don, I got a couple of old crown royal bottles I have hanging around that I've had memories on top of them. So, <laughs> usually after you finish a bottle of royal, royal crown, I thought that that helped to erase memory of things, you know. <laughs> Well, it does, but if you keep the bottle, it brings things back. You know what I oh. mean? Like, oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's got, oh. it got a little tooth chip in it. It's got some cracks and some hair. Right, exactly. Blood. Hey, you well, don't get the name the nasty boys for nothing. Well, again, very, very, very marketable uh, on all, all fronts. Here. I mean, like I said, it just, it's, uh, I was kind of surprised that you'd never done any, any uh, singles matches because typically a lot of, uh, Tag teams when they come in, they look at an angle to separate them, and then they go off to do their individual matches. But then somewhere down the road, they kind of reunite somewhere. I mean, there's always, 
I was just saying, in the professional world, you learn this, this. There's always some type of drama that's taking place that you're single and you go back to uh, at the tags, or if you were a heel, somehow down the road you you saw the light and you 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 go back to being the baby face or vice versa. You know, yeah, Mike, Mike, uh, you know, Hawk. He'd always Hawk. take he'd always take singles matches. You know, he'd work against Flair and things like that. He it didn't bother him to do the job. You know, shit. He he understood the business no no and 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 i did you know me and sag they would split us up before the big match we'd always go wrestle either i wrestle brett on his own i wrestled hawk on his own you know to build up for the big tag team but at the, the time when we were wrestling they had a lot of great tag teams from the demolition to the british bulldogs to the Hart foundation to the steiner brothers i mean to the rockers to the harlem heat i mean the list goes oh, wow. on and on and we 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 wrestled everybody. We even wrestled Davy Boy and Dynamite over in Japan. And you know, Japan's this whole different dog oh. when you wrestle for for New Japan or, or Giant Baba. And when you first go over there, you don't realize how different it is. And you know, we went over with our style and got over. You know what I mean? And just like when we got to WCW, nobody wanted to wrestle the Steiners because they said they were hurting people. So they said, hey. Would you guys wrestle the Steiners? We said, sure. And you know what? We had our best matches ever with the Steiners. They became awesome friends. They're still great friends of ours. And, you know, even though I put them down because, uh, sorry, Dan, but Michigan boys, you know, I always have to uh, steal them about the Penn State, you know, and Michigan <laughs> rivalry. But, uh, but that match uh, in Halloween Havoc, that we had in 1990. That's the match that got us to the WWE. A week later, uh, Vince called us. Hulk called us first and called me and said, Vince wants to talk to you about bringing you in. And I thought he was bullshit. Me and I said, oh, yeah, yeah, right. And then five minutes later, Vince was calling and asking if we would like a job up there. And that was the best decision of our life because as a pro wrestler, and I told everybody that, your goal, no matter what league you're in, it should want to be one, one day be at a WrestleMania. A WrestleMania yeah, you, you, is our Super Bowl, and if you're you in a championship right? You know what I mean. But you know, WrestleMania was the thing. So Vince definitely got planted. Uh, you know, gave us the belts right when we came in there, and really, I mean, that defined us being who we are. You know, actually winning the you know WWF World Tag Team Titles against the Hart Foundation at WrestleMania Seven, and now I think they're up to forty. So that shows how old I am. <laughs> wow, nice though. Nice. I mean, again, that's incredible crowd. But when we talk about the Japanese crowd, though, Japanese crowd is kind of a different type of crowd. They're very astute, and 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 they don't make as much noise as what American crowd they does. Don't but cheer. but, yeah. they, but you right. you'll hear them like they all set in in they unison. You'll cheer. you'll hear them all go, oh, all together, something like that. Right. I mean, they're yes, right. It's like they're almost yes, like studying exactly. the match a little bit and, more. And so, but, 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 you know, it's a good experience for as a wrestler going through that because you get all, you know, even wrestling in Germany or in England, you know, they always have, uh, you know, different styles. I mean, you know, uh, Billy Robinson was over there tra training Brad, you know, helping train Brad, and he would kick the living crap out of us. He, he never had no, you know, he, he, he cheap shot you when he had to, and he knew what he was doing too, you know. So I, I don't know what kind of amateur status he really had over in England, but supposedly he had a pretty big uh, Billy Robinson had a pretty big amateur status over in uh, in over in England, I guess. You know, 
and he helped he helped Brad train train us a lot over there, and he was real mean. So, well, again, that's where I, I first met Billy Robinson when I was going to Japan for the UWFI organization. Both he and Lou Fez. So that's where I met both of them, and uh, I found out more about his lineage. And uh, so uh, I, I just knew that he, he came from like a sh bit of a shooter background, is what I, I was told. But I never really had a chance to really watch him do anything. It just he would just basically talk to the, the athletes and show a move every once in a great while, you know. Right, right. So, but the Brad always had the really, uh, you know. People that came over and, and uh, I had uh, uh, God bless his soul. Uh, um, um, I had a, we're having a brain for bad training for he won gold in uh, Blatnik, Jeff Blatnik. I gave him shit oh. at the interview. Uh, um, oh yeah, I gave him, I gave him shit and and he was hiding in Brad's uh, like Brad had a sauna down there where the ring was and he popped out there. He was throwing me from. Ring post to this post, you know. I, I had to run out of there because <laughs> I gave him crap at the at the interview, you know, at the you know Vern's Vern's deal. Vern had him on, and then Brad and him had it all set up to bring him out, and then he was going to stretch me and stretch me. He did. <laughs> oh really? Oh. Oh uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Je Je Jeff got me a good stretch, but after I was done and I was by the door, I still had last words to say because i knew like all i had to do was run to the bottom of my apartment and lock it so i knew he couldn't get in there <laughs> <laughs> wow always good to be planning ahead that's for sure planning ahead that's wow a... jeff latnick yeah that's uh i i knew jeff for rather well i think he was from, from the new york uh area and uh well I, I was on a couple different teams with him in training camps as well so yeah, good good yeah. guy. You yeah, know, but Brad, Brad knew all these guys. He would have all these guys coming in, you know, and looking at us. Uh, you know, just just different different kind of different kind of training, but it really did help us out big time. I mean, I you know I owe Brad my 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 career and I still talk to him all the time. I mean, I still call Iron Sheik too. It's always funny when I call Iron Sheik, he knows it's me. So, you know, I still, all these guys that are my friends, I still try to stay in touch with everybody. So, you know, and that's a good thing because there's nothing like good friends in this business. Oh, but but it's, it's kind of tough though, because a lot of them change their, their phones so much. I mean, I, I used to have a, I used to have that Rolodex or that, that uh, little black phone book and I just found out real quick with wrestlers, I, I can't write it in ink. I have to write it in pencil because their number is going to change next month or the, two months down the road is going to change again. It's like, going, well, geez, do you get, how, do you keep, how do you keep in contact with people with their phone numbers changing like that? That that boggled my mind. Well, well, I yeah, usually the guys I have still have the same phone number, so I haven't changed mine. So usually the guys I talk to I still have the same phone numbers. And if they change, they, they, they update me, but... Uh, uh, most of the guys I still have still have the same phone number. So, you know, oh. yeah, believe it or not. And the ones I can save that I didn't lose because I don't know what I'm doing with my phone. You know, I got to get a new phone again. The top don't, half don't work. So I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to get you guys on this FaceTime, this, uh, uh, you know, this Zoom call. So, uh, you know, oh. I had to try it out before time, but it, it worked out good. So you, you know? still got a flip phone? 
No, I don't have a flip phone, Don. <laughs> you said the top half didn't work. So. <laughs> hey, well, no, but the top half of my phone, I got a notebook eight Galaxy, but I got to get a new one. But I'm dreading that because you know how that is. Then they try to teach all the new stuff and whatever. And I'm, I barely know how to run this one now. <laughs> well, so what, you guys I mean, what, what's, what's, what's SAGS up to now, nowadays? Sags is uh, doing his thing. Uh, he has he's a like he's general contractor down there, and that's what he used to do before. So he has a little business down here that he does, and he goes out on these autograph signings with me. So that's what he does nowadays. But you know, he put, takes on a little job, does like the remodeling and stuff, and uh, then he does the autographs with me. So you know, he's doing good. He's doing really good. You know, good again. I, I I was actually a little hesitant because I, I can't think of what did I miss something in the very beginning of the interview that because uh, you know sometimes you hate to you can start getting to a certain age it's kind of like you hate to start bringing up people's name because you just don't know who's around still or, or not right so I know especially in our business our, our business is a tough business you know especially yes. back in the day we were going three hundred some days a year and yeah. you know. And if you didn't wrestle, you didn't get paid. So we all wrestled. So we all did our thing back in the day. So, but we loved it. I, you know, I, I, don't, I have no complaints. We, well, there's, but, there's a lot of people that don't so, understand that, like what, what you just said right there. Each morning you're waking up, and as you're as you're rubbing the sleep out of your eyes, you're looking around, like going, so I was like, okay, where am I at today? And and yeah. what is my function tonight? I mean, I, I knowing that you, you're still got you, you got another match, but you know, there's sometimes like going, you're in another hotel room. You know, and then and, and it's like, wow. what city am I in? I mean, I, that's where I, I literally, I, I live out, out of a planner, you know, just uh, just to know what, what's coming up next, just so that I can stay somewhat organized. Yeah, I try to stay organized, but I'm not too organized myself. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get one of them planners. And I miss, everybody gave me crap about my fanny pack, and I miss my fanny pack because everything falls out of my pocket nowadays. So it's like, what the hell? You know, Dan, Dan <laughs> still has his. Yeah, Dad, Dad gives me, Dad gives me shit about my fanny pack all the time. You know. <laughs> hey, Don, the reason you don't, uh, you don't really have a fanny pack because you have nothing but your your chewing your dip in your pocket usually. That's about it. I don't know. Are you still dipping? No, I, I just smoke cigars. I don't do. Uh, I, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you're looking good, Don. I must say that. Always. Dan looks always. better than you, though. Hey, Dan looks better than you do, though. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Don's, Don's, uh, did, did you have your mascot there, Don? Did did, uh, did Brian get a chance to meet Quinn yet, or no? Uh, she's, or did you... she's sleeping. She ain't going to oh. wake up for him. Are you yeah, kidding me? Oh, <laughs> boy, yeah. That's that's uh, Don's uh, number one love. He's got uh, uh, his, his, his pooch, Quinn. His pooch? Yes. Yeah. We yeah, I, well we have we have uh, our last one we had was a little Maltese and I miss her every day. Her name was Cutie, but she used to Cutie. sleep with me and there you go, yeah. And then I had a, used to have a Rottweiler called Elvis. So, you know, we had all mixes dogs around here, you know, but none none lately, you know what I mean? So but uh, I miss them, you know. So it's uh, it's all, it, everything's going good, you know. But, but man, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you very much. You know, I knew it was you guys, so I had to try to fix it some way so I could get on here. You know, so I said ah, I got to go in and say hello to them guys, definitely. You know, so 
You're, you're a technological God. genius, man. You're just amazing. Hey, who is the who is the best guys you all worked with against? You know, worked with or worked against, and who is the worst? <laughs> well, you know, there's so many that like Heart Foundation, Road Warriors, Steiners, British Bulldogs. I mean, Harlem Heat, the Rockers, they, they were fabulous. You know, that was when we first, that was back in the AWA days. But we wrestled against so many great tag teams and got so uh, mentored by so many fantastic people. You know, we are definitely, we were definitely honored by the mentors we had, you know. Even guys like Adrian Adonis, you know, I mean, uh, guys that ain't here no more. Roddy Piper, like I said, they're they're one in a million, them guys, you know, and Jimmy Schnooker and, you know, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Are you kidding me? We wrestled against Rick and uh, Steamboat and Sting against me, Sag, and Rick Rude. Talk about a, a special match. That was that was a real special match. I mean, to be in there with uh, Ricky the Dragon and Ric Flair plus Stinger. Oh, man, what awesome. And then we had Rude on our side. So, you know, there was no worries there. I had uh, Sag and Rude backing me up. So I could do almost about anything because, uh, you know, Rick could handle his own out there too. Good old Rick Rude. So nobody messed with him, you know. Now who came up Who came up with the uh, spot with, uh, with the armpit shit, man? You know what? Uh, uh, Adrian Adonis kind of uh, hinted that to us when we were driving down the road with him. He yeah. said, you guys are nasty boys. And, and, uh, you know, you always say nasty, but you're not doing us nothing nasty. You should take some guy's face after he's been laying there and shove it in the other one's armpit and this and that. And we said, oh, that's pretty good. And then Piper told us to do it, you know, on occasions. Don't do it all the time. And then we started doing it and it caught on. And then people were calling for the armpit. That's a stinky, nasty <laughs> situation, Don. What can yeah. I say? Uh, <laughs> you have to give me extra money for that one, boy. Sure. <laughs> The pit of despair. Oh, the pit of despair. Is there anything that uh, you uh, want to push, like for? I'm going to uh, be at the, uh, S I C W in St. Louis this Saturday Fan Fest, and all the guys are going to be there. It's in St. Louis. It's a S I C W and Fan Fest, and they're having matches on after that. But I know a lot of the guys are there. I think Demolition's there. Uh, just a lot of the, lot of the, you know, the, the legends that everybody goes to see. And it's such a, it's so wild, man, because our era just sticks out. The hacksaws and, you know, the Jake the Snakes and, the, you know, just diff the different guys, Million Dollar Mans, IRSs, you know, like I said. All, all, all phenomenal, they're all phenomenal characters. They, 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 yeah. was, I mean, they were very unique. So in a lot of different ways. Well, what, yeah. what if people, what if people want to, Try to contact you. Do you have like a an email address, or is there a website that people, if they want to book you for something? I mean, it's, yeah. Uh... yeah, they could go to uh, Nasty Knobs, uh, Nasty Knobs. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Jesus. Uh, no, uh, Gmail. Uh, nasty Knobs at Gmail dot com. You got one yeah. or two? One B. You got one B. One B. Yeah. So. But if they want to call us, yeah, they just uh, leave me an email or something. And I'll get back with you for sure. You know, okay. and that instant messenger thing works pretty good too. I actually know how to work that. So that's how I got a hold of, uh, uh, I think her name was Lori from you guys. She asked if I'd be on your show, you know, and I said, oh, sure. All right, yeah, hey, I want gonna... to get in the studio, but instead yeah. I'm right here. Yeah, we're going to have Ken Patera on 
next month, I think. Oh yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a good. We we known him. We known him for many years. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, he helped. He, uh, he around. He come around. He, uh, he, was a, he was a crazy Minnesota guy. Yeah, crazy, crazy Minnesota guy, Don. You know them people of Minnesota. Yeah. You know, and Michigan. It's just really unique that all the people that, that you mentioned there with uh, uh, out of uh, Minnesota there for like doing the training and that with you. So it was, uh, you know, Brad Reinigan, because I know that was a Don's trainer there as well. So yeah. it's yeah. Uh, Brad really well, did that. And it Mr. Mr. Perfect. People. Well, Mr. Perfect was our mentor, and Mr. Perfect was the biggest tribber ever. And he pulled a lot of the ribs, but we got blamed for him. But uh, you know, that was Kurt. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt was I still say He shaved off Ric Flair's eyebrow. They blamed me, but I think he shaved Ric Flair's eyebrow off. I, I still got to have an a Fuji investigation on that one. <laughs> he, he would, he would, uh, he would rib himself to get a rib on you. You know, he would. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Oh. Uh, but thank you guys again for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Well, Brian, I, I think it's been fantastic having you on. I mean, like I said, I haven't, I haven't seen you in a while, and I'm hoping to bump into one of these fan festers. Uh, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Who, who'd you like work for better, WCW or WWF? Well, WWF uh, was harder, but and they actually established us. They actually made put our name. That's why people remember us, but we, we like WCW too because WCW is more like uh, an NFL football contract. Yeah, you got a contract. You didn't have to worry about it. With Vince, it was a no-money contract, but you did get paid. And especially if you were in a, a good spot in the card, you know, you got paid very well. So, you know, the WWF by far was definitely a better company to work for, but you worked your ass off a hell of a lot harder you did with WCW because a lot we were just back and forth from Atlanta and with uh, WWF we were all over the world and it was like I said 300 days a year double shots on Saturday and Sunday but you knew that that's your job and you went out there and had fun and that's what we did so you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I can't even believe I'm still here at 60 seriously Don you know the way I used to live yeah I know yeah I'm still here and I'm still smiling you you crippled me a couple of days. <laughs> we always have a good time when we see each other. Yeah, and I didn't see you for a while, so I can't wait to see you. I think I think you're coming up. Uh, I think uh, you're on one of the one of these autograph sessions I'm doing in July yeah, yeah, or something. I think I saw your name on there. And Don, I didn't yeah. see you for a while either. I saw you. I think I saw you maybe at a WrestleCon or something a couple of years back. Yeah, there's the love of my there life. There he is. There's my girlfriend. And yeah. uh, my girl. Yeah, we saw, saw you in New York, right? You know what? She uh, she she looks better than you. You're damn right she does. <laughs> You're damn right she does. If I was this good looking, I'd be king of the world. That's it. Oh, my God. Uh, but you guys look good, both of you. And like I said again, thanks for having me on, man. I got I'm going to split. It's been a Thank God. Crazy days. And I just want long. to tell you thank you again for having me on. And uh you know, I'll come on again. I'll come on one time with Sags. Yeah, bring Sags. Yeah. Uh, he's more, he's more interesting. interesting. You'd like to catch up with him as well. But again, Brian, 
been fantastic having you on. I'm going to put that out there one more time. That uh, if people are looking to book you, go to nastyknobs at gmail.com. Did I write that down correctly? That's it. Okay. That's but it. No. Been, been, it's been a real pleasure having you on here. Hey, thank you for having us on. These are the two champs right there, you and Don. You kicked your ass and you, you kicked plenty of ass in your day. I know that. It's. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know there's again there's just people that uh, I'm, I'm genuinely uh, interested in trying to find out people's different stories of how they got involved in in the industries and how it came about. But uh, again, you, it's like you know you you and Skaggs, you you simply knew what you wanted to do. I mean, to know someone from ten years of age, wow, that's uh, that's incredible that you guys have been knowing each other for that long. Does he still? Does he live anywhere in, in, in the same area, or yeah, he, he, lives, yeah, he he's he's about a, he's about forty five minutes away from me now. He used to be on Treasure Island, but now he moved over by Sarasota. But no, he's down here too. He was at my birthday party, you know. You know, when you get me and him together, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, again, but that, that, but that's great that you you that you've had that kind of camaraderie for that, uh, you know. That that many years, that's a fantastic. But you know, Brian Knobs, it's been a real pleasure having you on here this evening, and uh, we'll definitely make sure that uh, Tony puts up some some type of uh, things at the at the end, and uh, you know, just so folks can find out a little bit more in case they want to follow back up and uh, book you for something else. Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. And Don, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too, Don. You know See I you. do. You're my brother. See you there, You're my bud. From another mother, there, Don. See you, bud. Makes <laughs> your boy. <laughs> my wife, my wife, she's been yelling from the background. Thank you for having her husband on. That this way, uh, she's away from me for a couple. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, at least thirty minutes anyway. Give her a break. Uh, 30 years of marriage and still going strong. What can I say? Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> no problem, darling. All right. Well, take care of the right. Hey, you guys, take care and stay nasty. Use SOBs. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share or I'm going to come to your